It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 30 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Wow, hard to believe this is the 30th episode. I want to thank every one of you for tuning in and listening and making the podcast grow over the last two months since we started. It's great that there are so many of you who enjoy the classic comedy radio shows from the golden age of radio. And honestly, I'd rather listen to old-time radio shows than watch TV, hands down. And I hope you will enjoy the shows I picked for today's podcast which are three episodes of The Bickersons. The Bickersons was a 10 to 15 minute sketch series that appeared at the end of the radio show Dream Time and starred Donna Mesh and Francis Langford. And it ran from September 8th, 1946 to August 28th, 1951. If you'd like to hear more details about the show's history, I invite you to tune into episode five of this podcast. But for now, sit back, Relax and get ready to laugh as we bring you three episodes of The Bickersons right after this message. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, Don Amici and Francis Langford as John and Blanche Bickerson with Danny Thomas as Brother Amos in The Honeymoon is Over. The Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson tosses restlessly while her husband, John, victim of an obscure type of insomnia which manifests itself in constant and instantaneous sleep, exhibits the following symptoms of the dread disease. Listen. Well, I'm just not going to stand another minute. John! John! Sit up! Come on, sit right straight upright. Take off that sleep shade. What's the matter, Blanche? You're making me a nervous wreck with that snoring. Oh, it's just your imagination. I never snore. John! How you can have the audacity to... John! If you weren't snoring just then, what were you doing? Well, how do I know, Blanche? I was sleeping. Well, that kind of sleep is no good for you. But I love it. It doesn't leave you rested. I hope you haven't forgot that you start working a new job tomorrow morning. Mm. Your last one, you gave up because you were wide, weren't wide awake. Blanche, now. I didn't give up my old job. You quit for me. It's a good thing I did. You weren't making enough anyway. Well, the new job pays less. I know, but the hours are longer. Uh, what kind of reasoning do you call that? Well, more time to advance yourself. You'd do a lot better, John, if you patterned yourself after my brother Amos. I hate your brother Amos. At least he's a go-getter. Well, then why doesn't he go get a job? He 
doesn't need you. Amos is a shrewd businessman. He can get things from people. Yeah, he got plenty from me, all right. You're just jealous. He makes good everywhere he goes. Even in the army, he worked himself up to a field marshal. He worked himself up to a buck private. You know very well we got word that they made him a field marshal. He was a private and he was court martial. Not field marshal. Why did you 
do that? Well, he wanted to go to the racetrack, and he'd have to get up so early if he took the well, train. it's all right for me to take a train, huh? It's all right for me to go without sleep. And I'm going to work, not the racetrack. Well, Amos has a chance of making a lot more money than you do. I'll look, Blanche. Maybe you wouldn't have to go to work either if you'd get free earlier with Amos. Ah, Blanche. He's the right kind of people and always manages to figure out some money-making scheme, and he's bound to be a millionaire. And why is he keep borrowing from me? If you're foolish enough to lend him things, you shouldn't complain. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, Chief, Sleep. I waited four years for that car. Never even had my hands on the wheel. And she gives it to that irresponsible maniac. Tomorrow morning, I'll have the pleasure of opening my garage door and not finding my beautiful car. You won't find the garage door either. Why not? And just knocked it off as he was backing out. Oh! Garage is now anyway. Go to sleep, John. Oh, what are you, you going to do with a woman like that? This is too much. Hmm. car is too narrow. Hmm. Never be able to sleep again as long as I... John, get up. Okay, okay. Here's like I didn't sleep at all. How do you shut this darn thing off? Where's the stopper? Put down the alarm clock. It's the phone. Oh. Oh, I knew it couldn't be the alarm because I didn't... Oh! Put the lights on. The lights are on. You've got the pillowcase on your head. Oh, Hello. Jacko? This is Amy. Rob Dead! No, no, wait, Amos, Amos. Yeah? Where, uh, where are you? Where, where, where's my car? Can you stand the shot, Jacko? <laughs> no. Hey, you know that thousand you lent me? Well, I went to the track and I got to worrying about it, see? So I made a few bets for you. I got $300 for you. Honest? You won that much? Oh, no, I lost. But, but the $300? Well, I was so worried about losing that I ran your car into a truck. I sold it on the spot to a junk man. Oh, Amos, Amos, you didn't. Oh, yeah, I'll bring you the money in the morning. So long, Jacko. Amos, Amos. It's the end of the world. It's all the life, Blanche. I'm weak. Let me get back in bed. Why should one man have so much... Don't! Oh! oh. Right in the mouth. Oh! John, did you hurt yourself? What's the difference? I was going to have these two seats pulled down. Goodbye, to a hot rod. I didn't go to bed till 11. No, but you fell asleep at the dinner table tonight, right in the middle of dessert. Ugh. I think you deliberately fell asleep to avoid talking to me anyway. No. 
I had a very tough day. I'm dead on my feet. You never talk to me, John. Actually, you haven't said anything since you proposed to me. I think I said too much then. <laughs> You're not the only one who regrets it, you know. I don't regret it. I'm just sleepy. I don't need a building to fall on my head. I can tell by your attitude. You're not even pleasant when you're not sleepy. Are you? Yes, I am. Generally speaking. You certainly are. <laughs> I am what? Generally speaking. You see, you're the one who always starts everything. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sure, it's easy to say you're sorry now. No, it isn't. <laughs> From the first day I met you, I've done nothing but suffer. You've always been a conceited, selfish, inconsiderate, lazy brute. Then why did you marry me? I didn't know it then. You did, too. Everybody knew it. <laughs> I could cry when I think of the way you treated me. First time I cooked a stew for you, the cat ate it up before you got home. I was brokenhearted, but did you offer me any sympathy? I got you a new cat, didn't I? <laughs> the cat didn't die until a month later. And it wasn't from my cooking. You kept putting bourbon in her milk. Bourbon never hurt anybody. It killed the cat. That's because she mixed it with milk. <laughs> Begged her to drink it straight. I want to sleep. It amazes me that you can sleep at all with your guilty conscience. What have I done now? How could you, John? How could I what? How could you forget that it's my birthday next week? <laughs> oh, Blanche, this is really getting silly. You'd better see a psychiatrist. That kind of talk won't help you, John. You're just trying to make me forget. You forgot to remember not to forget my birthday. There must be a simpler way of saying that. <laughs> you might at least have bought me a present. I did buy a present. It'll be delivered on your birthday. I'm having your name engraved on it. What is it? It's a genuine imitation alligator traveling bag. <laughs> a traveling bag. Last year, you got me a cosmetic set. And the year before that, you got me a set of encyclopedias. It isn't hard to see what you're thinking. What am I thinking? I'm stupid, I'm ugly, and you want to get rid of me. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing in all my life. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? I'm stupid, I'm ugly, and you want to get rid of me. I do not want to get rid of you. But I'm stupid and ugly. I didn't say that. But you think it of me. I never think of you at all. Don't yell at me. <laughs> You're giving me that dreadful pain again. What pain? Oh, nothing. Are you sick again? What pain? What are you talking about? It's my head. I've had it off and on for the last three weeks. <laughs> Take it off now and go to sleep. Why you care about me? I'm warning you, John Biggison, I won't touch your cheap old present. It's a beautiful bag and it set me back $8. You know how I've been longing for some new clothes. Why don't you get your $8 back, add a little money to it, and buy me an ermine wrap? Add a little money to it? Do you know how much an ermine wrap costs? Mel Shaw bought one for Louise. What do I care? I can't afford suspenders, so how can I buy you an ermine wrap? Mel Shaw makes less than you do, and he buys Louise ermine wraps and still manages to dress Natalie. Natalie who? <laughs> you know what I mean. I want an ermine wrap. You can't have an ermine wrap. You'll take the bag and like it. Where will I travel with it? I swear, as soon as I have enough in the bank, I'm going to send you on a trip around the world. Maybe I don't want to go there. Go where? Around the world. Suppose I want to go someplace else. Uh, Besides, you'd probably send me on one of those horrid old banana boats with a lot of convicts rowing it. Anything to get me out of your sight. I'm not sending you on a banana boat. I can see the boat getting caught in the storm. A wave will wash me into the ocean. I'm going down for the third time, and you're cruising by in your luxury liner. Blanche. Why don't you throw me a life belt, John? <laughs> Stop getting hysterical, Blanche. It's four o'clock in the morning, and I've got to get some sleep. 
You'd have been asleep hours ago if it hadn't been for your snoring. Well, can I help it if I snore? Yes, you can. Dr. Hersey says you snore because you don't get enough exercise. Dr. Hersey. He says you should play golf or badminton. Okay, I'll start next week. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. <laughs> Go on, get up and play badminton. Boy, are you out of your mind? Who can I play with at 4 o'clock in the morning? Call your girlfriend, Gloria Goosby. Oh, now don't start with Gloria Goosby. You'd love to play badminton with her if she was willing. She's always willing and we never play badminton. <laughs> Gloria Goosby, and I forbid you to mention her name again. Oh, hush up and go to sleep. Sure, go to sleep, she tells me. Works me into a frenzy with bananas and badminton. Hates my present. Ah, she tells me, go to sleep. Sure. I'll never sleep. Another wink as long as I... Telephone, answer it. Hello. Go to the phone and answer no. it. No. Never saw it to fail at the minute. Oh. Hello. This is the phone company troubleshooter. Did your telephone ring all right? <laughs> what? The wires are down in your neighborhood and we're trying to trace the break. Can you hear me? Huh? Will you please say something to me and say it loud? Drop dead! <laughs> I never heard of such a thing. That wasn't a phone company. That's a plot. Everybody wants to keep me awake. Nobody wants to keep you awake, dear. Don't get upset. Don't get upset. John. Uh, can I have something else instead of the bag? If they haven't engraved it yet. What do you want? I'd like the money instead. I need it for the rent. The rent? There's $90 in the cookie jar. No, there isn't. There's two. I looked yesterday. You didn't look today. <laughs> Blanche, don't tell I me that... I spend it foolishly. I bought Christmas cards. $90 worth of Christmas cards? What kind of insanity is that? I can't afford to throw away $90 on Christmas cards. Don't scream at me. I deny myself everything. I cut my own hair. I nailed rubber heels on my socks to save on shoes. My shorts look like lace curtains. And she squanders $90 on Christmas cards. They're not for my own use. I'm going into business. I bought them for five cents a dozen, and I can get a quarter apiece for them. Five cents a dozen? Let me see those cards. They're lovely. They all have a pretty design, and I'll sell them like hotcakes. Here, look at this one. Read the poetry on it. Let me see it. Season's greetings. Christmas comes but once a year, and so let's hoist our cup of cheer. I hope that you'll hear soon from Sandy. Merry Christmas, dearest Sandy. Now, <laughs> oh, that's crummy. Let me see another one. They're all the same. All the same? 20,000 cards all for an ant? There aren't that many ants in the world. I knew you'd pick on me. All I'm trying to do is make a little extra money so I don't have to ask you for it. You keep telling me how poor we are. No, you're just making us poor. How could you throw away the rent money on such a stupid investment? Well, maybe I made a mistake. I'm sorry, John. Oh, what's the use? Forget it and go to sleep. Go to sleep, he tells me. I make his life miserable. Throw away his hard-earned money. Keep him awake all hours of the night. Go to sleep, he tells me. I'll never sleep... Another wink as long as I. And she complains about my snoring.
Bickersons have retired, Mrs. Bickerson lies rigid but awake in the darkness as poor husband John, victim of an obscure type of insomnia that prevents other people from sleeping, exhibits the telltale symptoms of his dread affliction. Listen. It may be funny to him, but it's not to me. John, John, cut it out. Cut it out, Blanche. I'll lose my mind if you don't stop that giggling. What's the matter with you? What's the matter, Blanche? You sound like a tickled schoolgirl. What are you dreaming of? Tickling schoolgirls. John. What? What? What'd you say, Blanche? I simply won't stand it another night. Living in this house is becoming unbearable. Let's move. John, I swear I'm at my wit's end. How long do you think a person can go without sleep? I've been doing it for five years. John Dickerson, we've been married for five years. Amazing coincidence. <laughs> good night. Don't you good night me, you, you big sleeping pill. Why don't you have some consideration for me? Well, what do you want me to do, Blanche? When you were sick last year, did I say that? Didn't I sit up all hours of the night nursing you? Didn't I? Yes, you did. And what was my reward? I got sicker. Sure, you can afford to be sarcastic now. You feel fine. I want to sleep. It's two o'clock, Blanche. You don't remember how I catered to you every minute. When the doctor said not to let you have anything cold, didn't I give you all the ice water you wanted? You sure did. Almost killed me. That's gratitude. Well, I didn't expect anything else from you. You don't love me, do you, John? Oh, of course I do. Just because I don't say it every five minutes doesn't mean that I don't love you. Tell the truth, John. If if anything happened to me, would you marry again? Never, never again. <laughs> well, you don't have to sound so vehement. Well, if I said it any softer, you'd say I didn't sound convincing. I don't know, Blanche. I just wished you'd let me sleep. I keep thinking how nice it was before we were married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You were so different then. You used to plead with me for a little kiss. Now you don't even think of it. Why? A mouse in a trap loses his taste for cheese. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, you're so funny, John Dickerson. Well, I'm tired, and I have to get up early tomorrow. You just won't understand, will you? There are none so blind as those who will not see. Yeah. The one time I expected you to break down and offer me comfort, and, and you fail me. What? It's all right. I'll, I'll struggle through it alone. It won't be long, and when the time arrives, I, I don't even want to see you near me. What are you talking about? I'll go to the hospital by myself. You can sleep right through it. Blanche. Blanche, are, are you... Are you... Hasn't Dr. Marvin told you, John? Nobody told me. What? 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 What is it? I'm going to have my tonsils out. <laughs> What do you need to have your tonsils out for? You never had sore throat. Your tonsils never bothered you before. You never even knew you had tonsils. Dr. Marvin said it would help my disposition. Have them out, by all means. <laughs> I don't think I will, after all. Okay, don't. Good night. The only reason I was going to do it is because I thought I'd get a good night's sleep. Okay, do it. Why should I suffer through an operation? You're the one who keeps me awake. Why don't you do it? Do what? Have your tonsils out. Okay, I'll have them out next week. You say it, but you won't do it. Have them out now. What? Go on, get up and call 
called Dr. Marvin. Let him pull your tonsils out. Blanche, are you insane? It's half past two in the morning. The hospital stays open all night. Go on, let him pull your tonsils out. I haven't got any tonsils. I had them out when I was nine. Well, you need some new ones by now. Let him put some in. Oh, this is awful. You're deliberately trying to keep me awake. You know I have to get up early and go to work. Oh, don't make your job sound so important. If you take a day off, nothing will happen. No, nothing will happen except I lose a day's pay. I need all the money I can get. I've got to make a payment on the car tomorrow. Where will you get that? I've got it. There's $84 locked in the desk drawer. Sixty. Eighty-four. I looked yesterday. You didn't look today. <laughs> There's only sixty. What happened to the other $24? Don't look at me, John. Blanche, there are only two people who have a key to that drawer. You and I, and there's $24 missing. Well, we'll each put back $12 and say no more about it. <laughs> Blanche, what did you do with that $24? I spent it. I bought some perfume. Perfume? $24 worth? How could you carry that much? <laughs> Don't be silly. It was only a half-ounce bottle, and I got it wholesale. It's the newest thing. Very daring. It's called Perhaps... Perhaps. For $24, they should give you positively. <laughs> well, I can't understand why you throw my money away on junk like that. It isn't junk, and you like it. How do you know? Because it's the same kind Gloria Gooseby uses. I hate Gloria Gooseby. Well, you're always sniffing around her. <laughs> You start with that woman. You're the one who started it. I'd like to spend one night in this bedroom without Gloria Gooseby. Just one night. She just douses herself with that perfume. That's how she catches all the men, the hussy. She's not a hussy, and she doesn't need perfume to catch me. I mean, I mean, I can't stand Gloria Gooseby. But you like the way she smells. I hate the way she smells. I don't see how Leo can live with it. I wish they both dropped dead. Now, either let me go to sleep or I won't go to work in the morning. Don't go to work. See if I care. You'd have lost a day's pay anyway if I hadn't torn up that summons. What summons? For you to serve on a jury. Oh, you can't tear those things up. If I get a jury notice, I have to report. Why? Why? Because that's the law. You can't tear up any court order. I tore up the traffic citation. What traffic citation? The traffic citation they gave me to go to court in front of the jury that you were supposed to serve on, but I tore up the notice. Oh, Blanche, Blanche, you'll, you'll have us both in jail. Well, that's where my brother Amos is. Amos? What has he got to do with this? Well, I was taking a driving lesson. Oh, Blanche, no! Not my new car! It's never been out of the garage! Well, it's out now. I took a driving lesson and paid the instructor $5 an hour, and... Who was the instructor? It was Amos, wasn't it? It was. I know it was Amos. I never even took the wheel. Amos was driving, and we, were, we suddenly saw this other car careening toward us at 100 miles an hour. Yes. Amos didn't have much time, but by an amazing piece of quick thinking, he managed to meet him head on. Oh, 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 oh. The funny thing, nobody got hurt. Not even the policeman. What policeman? In the other car. Amos started to ball them out about driving in the wrong lane, and they had some silly excuse about a police car having the right of way. And Amos got mad and hit one of the cops with a wrench. Blanche, where is my car? It's on Hill Street between 5th and 8th. 5th and 8th? That's three blocks apart. That's where the car is. <laughs> about three blocks apart. Or it was. They took some of it away to the police town. Some of it? <laughs> but I don't care. I'm insured. I'm just happy they got that Amos in jail. They can't do anything to him. Oh, they can't, huh? That's reckless driving and resisting an officer. They can wrap him up good. They can't do a thing about his driving, and you know it, John. Why not? Because he doesn't have a license. Oh, oh, 
ho, that's different. They'll only add another five years. I hope they give him life. John, why do you despise my poor brother so? Because I hate him. And don't you dare ask me to help him, Blanche. Well, the least you can do is help me. I have to go to court, too. It'll serve you right. Go on, testify against me. Get me locked up in jail. Oh, nobody's going to lock you up in jail. Let them put me on bread and water. You won't feel so good when I walk that last mile when they slip my pants leg. Why don't you get me a reprieve, John? Oh, stop it! They're not going to do anything to you. Now go to sleep. Go to sleep, he tells me. My poor brother's in jail. My own husband's going to testify against me. Go to sleep. How can I sleep? I'll never... How can he be so heartless? Hello. Where's the phone, Blanche? I've got it. Hello? Blanche, this is Amos. I'm still in jail. Wait, Amos. I'll get John. Talk to him, John. Sure. Hello? Jocko? Drop dead. <laughs> oh, listen, you got to come down and spring me. This is the first call they let me make. Drop dead. Don't be sorry, Jocko. I'm in an awful jam. I'm in a tank here with 50 other bums. Drop dead. But I got money enough to pay for all the damage. I think I even got enough for the bail bond. Get me out, will you, Jocko? Drop dead. I swear I'll pay you. I got plenty of dough. I, I started a crap game here and won over $400. Dropped $400. Amos, are you loaded? No, but the dice were. <laughs> hey, come down and spring me, will you, Jocko? Well, I'm going to think about it, Amos. Right now, I'll leave you with two words. Yeah, well, what's that? Drop dead! <laughs> now I can sleep. Please, John, dear, get my brother out of jail. Well, I'll think about it. I'll do anything for you, John. Please bail him out. Pour me a shot of bourbon, Blanche. Are you sure you wouldn't like a double shot, dear? Just a single. Thanks. Ah, wonderful stuff. I promise I'll never wake you up again, darling. And will you forget all about Gloria Gooseby? Forever. Just get Amos out of that nasty jail. Well, we can't do anything about it until morning anyway. In the meantime, I think I'll get a good night's sleep. Certainly, dear. Are you comfortable? Perfect. Just perfect. Snore to me, John. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed those three short episodes of The Bickersons. And please remember to give this podcast a five-star rating or review on whichever application you use. It's very much appreciated. And if you'd like to suggest a show for a future episode of this podcast, I invite you to visit us at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast and leave a message. Again, I'd like to sincerely thank all of you for listening. Tune in next time for another classic comedy broadcast from the golden age of radio right here on the old radio comedy podcast. And remember, my cat's breath smells like dryer sheets. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Yay!